The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Yes, my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks to Bishop Michael's implementation, we'd be very familiar with the prayers of the Angelus, these three little chapters, if you like, of, of the mystery of our salvation, the mystery of Christmas, the mystery of God coming to us in the most intimate of fashions. So think on this for a moment. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, what makes an angel an angel? We hear in the Catechism and we hear from St. Augustine that we call them angels not because of what they are, because their spirit, their intellect. We call them angels because of what they do. An angel is a messenger who comes to proclaim, comes from God to God's people. Well then, the job of angels is not relegated to the spiritual creatures. Each of us here are called to a kind of angelic work. We go to proclaim the word to the world after having it proclaimed to us. And this is why, as we heard in the days just past, even John the Baptist is depicted in icons with angel wings, not because he's some spiritual creature of another dimension, but because he's a proclaimer of the word of truth. John the Baptist and many others. Each of you have been commissioned, literally immersed into that work. Think of just was it yesterday that we were at the Jordan and we had our baptism renewed? You were renewed in your office, in your great work of priest, of shepherd king for God's people, and most definitely of prophet to speak, to speak the word himself. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Pope Benedict tells us that the word of God is a performative thing. It's not static. It's not like a piece of stone. It's active, alive, cuts deeply into our heart, into our soul, into our mind, into our being. The Word is more alive than any of us could ever hope to be. We borrow our life from this Word. He gives it to us as gift, but it's His. The Word we hear is not just some vain piece of speech, but it's the Word who is with God in the beginning, who is God eternally. You know, this place is shrouded in a whole lot of Latin terminology and it's, it's, it's missed on us. But I want to point out one thing that really gave me goosebumps. It nearly made me fall over and weep just a moment ago. Outside you would have seen, amongst a whole lot of other inscriptions, it says, Verbum caro factum est. The word became true flesh. Habitavit in nobis and dwelt among us, took his habitation, made his tabernacle, pitched his tent in our midst. But it doesn't say that down at the place of the Annunciation. It has an extra little word in there. I don't know if you noticed it. It says, I wish I wrote it, um, et verbum hic caro factum est. The word became true flesh here, here. We never pray that anywhere else, but we pray it in this spot. God took flesh in all its connotations. 
I want to say one last thing as we prepare now to approach the altar. That really what took place in the womb of Mary, in that most sacred of sanctuaries, was a wedding. We're going to go to the place of Cana to celebrate and, and recall that sacrament later. But the fact is when Jesus took flesh in Mary's womb, when God came to Mary and asked this cosmic proposal, he wasn't just saying, hey, Mary, will you marry me? He says, Mary, in your womb, which has been dedicated, consecrated, in your very person, in your history, in the, in the Nazarene shoots that have come to, to birth you, in that womb, will all of humanity be wed to me? And she says, fiat voluntas tua, not this silly, pious obedience. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, yes. No, it's, it's the ascent to a marriage. Yes, your people will be wed to you. They'll become one flesh, one person. And the word was made flesh. Let's close our eyes now and think of all the, all the humanity that we, uh, this little, small, humble cohort, brings now to the altar we bring to the wedding feast, we bring to the banquet. Jesus loves our flesh. Jesus loves our hearts. Jesus loves our minds, our histories, our wounds, our fragility. Come to me, all who labor. In another passage in Isaiah, he says, come, let us talk this over as friends. Let's enjoy a moment's silence with our Lord not talking at him with our many prayers and not being talked at by the God of unimaginable majesty. But let's speak with him, speak very genuinely, and let's hear him.